0: I think another difference in the 20 versus 30 versus 40 plus is the level of fucks given. Yeah, I said it. Is bodybuilding about selfies, steroids, magazines, and muscles? How do I become a successful pro bodybuilder or fitness competitor? Where do I even start if I'm new? And the biggest question of all, what are the judges looking for anyway? Even today with the internet, many people first discover bodybuilding by word of mouth. The lack of regulation has caused a boom of unqualified coaches, scattered info, biased advice, dangerous protocols, and posing trends that are a hot mess. After 20 years in the business, I have seen it all. Week after week I'm going to talk about taboo topics that get swept under the rug, provide you tips and strategies to gain a competitive edge and stand out on stage in any division or federation. I'm gonna answer all the burning industry questions without the bias. I have competed across six federations, earned pro status in three, and judged in two. I've coached posing and choreography for men and women in all federations and divisions. I know just how much competing means to you. I'm your host, Michelle Welcome, and you are listening to the Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast. Be sure to download your free guide, Five Things Every Bodybuilder and Fitness Competitor Needs to Know before your next show at eeandbb.com That's www.eeinbb.com. Welcome back, guys. Wow. The last episode sparked a lot of conversation, which I really love. I hope you do join us in the Everything Else in Bodybuilding Podcast Insiders group on Facebook because we're chatting about the episodes, contest prep, and the industry as a whole. And by the way, there's men and women from all federations and divisions there. So all people are welcome. So come join us. And one question that has come up quite a few times in the feedback from the shows I've been doing and the conversations we're having is the subject of. Age in bodybuilding. In fact, the topic of age is coming up more and more, just in general. 20-plus-year-olds in the NPC IFBB, you guys, are breaking records as the youngest pro card winners of divisions with the amount of muscularity not typically seen in the youth. And just this year, the NPC announced they are restricting the age of contestants to a minimum of 18 years of age. And on the flip side, federations are continuing to add more opportunities from competitors over 35. You can get a pro card at 35 and 40 and not have to stand next to a 20-year-old to do it. Jake Wood, the owner of the Olympia contest in the IFBB Federation, he just announced that he plans to bring back the Masters Olympia by 2023. It has yet to be determined if the Masters Olympia age requirement is going to start at 40 or 45. And this debate over the starting age of the Masters divisions is found across all federations. The WBFF starts at 35, and as of 2022, the OCB just dropped the age from 40 to 35, while currently the WNBF master's age category starts at 40. So why does age matter when competing? Does it? Well, I can tell you from experience that preparing for shows at 20 is much different than preparing at 40. Some of it has to do with experience alone. You figure out your body and what works for you and what doesn't. And no matter how many studies there are out there, right, right? there are always people in the studies that are outliers. There's always something that works for one doesn't work for the other. I remember listening to an analysis of a study that tested different levels of carbs and weight loss, for example, they kept the calories the same. And some people with less carbs lost weight. Okay. And some poor soul gained weight, same calories. Over time, as you continue to do shows, you will build an intimate relationship with your body and learn how it responds to different nutrition and training strategies so you don't have to waste time and effort on things that don't work for you. This is an advantage of age. But what I want to talk about is some other differences competing at 20 versus 30 versus 40 for you to consider. I came up with about seven or eight of them. And again, these are all my thoughts and opinions. Let's talk about training intensity and recovery. I'm going to lump these two concepts together. So I hired my first trainer at 20 years old when preparing for that fitness modeling contest. This experience was both good and bad. The good part is I learned proper form quickly and didn't have to waste time ping-ponging around the gym trying to figure out what to do all day. My energy levels were really good and I could handle whatever was thrown at me. More was more with this trainer and I didn't know any better. So the weights I was pushing was super heavy, very intense. And about six months in, I had to visit a chiropractor and have a rib adjusted after it slipped out of place. I bounced back pretty quickly and didn't think much of it. By the time I hit my 30s, I had enough time and experience under my belt to realize that consistency was key, but I was still training six days a week with a lot of volume. The amount of output was very taxing, and I found my recovery from this was not the same as it was in my 20s. In my 20s, I could hang, but in my 30s, it was getting to be too much. Aches and pains were starting to pile up. And you know, there's only so long you can push the gas pedal full throttle before the car has had enough. Am I right? Now at 40, I train a lot smarter, 40 plus, and I I really do wish I knew then what I know now, then as in when I was 20 or even 30. Now I have deload weeks where I drop the volume and then over the next few weeks, I slowly bring it back up. So my intensity is cycled and not full throttle seven days a week anymore, which leads me to pain tolerance. At 40 plus, I respect my recovery and listen to my body, but I'm not lollygagging around the gym, you guys. I don't just grab heavy weights to do them or have a training partner that forces a ton of reps out of me either. Instead, I methodically build up my strength with both weights and reps. I can be on a leg press and gauge the level of suck pretty good. I've been at like 15 reps and I know that I have been able to withstand a greater level of pain, good pain that is, so I know I can handle more, so I push out another like three, five reps. These are quality reps, by the way. I built up to that. I don't just toss the weight up for ego. I breathe through the pain and keep going. First week, maybe it wasn't so bad. I get to 15 reps. Week two, it just seems a little easier, which means the suck is a little bit less, which means I could make the suck a little bit more. You learn these things. So again, I breathe through the pain and keep going. And knowing your pain tolerance is also something that comes with time. I can tell you that if you haven't been training long, whatever age that is, you probably don't know your threshold and most likely can handle a lot more than you think. Perfect example is my husband. He was doing prescribed workouts on his own and would ask me questions here or there. He wasn't making as, as much progress as he liked, so he asked for my help. So for a couple of weeks, I was with him as he did his prescribed workouts. Here's the difference. He let me dictate the amount of weight he used. After those couple of weeks, he realized he was capable of a lot more and learned how to progress up in weight safely and effectively. Another example was back when I owned my gym. One of my favorite posing clients asked me if I would help her with her HIT cardio for fun one day. And figured why not. After the session, she turned to me and she goes, quote, I have never felt like this when doing HIT cardio before. I clearly have not been doing HIT." End quote. In both examples, they learned that they were capable of doing more than what they thought. If you're wondering if you're capable of doing more, Hire someone with a lot of experience, that's the key, to train with you for a week or two to help you determine your thresholds. Now, don't start a new program with them. Literally do the program you have been doing and have them take a look at the weight you are using, watch you do the exercises, and give you feedback. You'll likely be very surprised. Pain tolerance also comes with time. The earlier you start training, the more time you have to learn this. My husband is learning this in his 30s and and this posing client I was talking about was in her 40s. Both were relatively new to structured training. So pain tolerance is is a time thing. It's not an age thing. Just because you're 40 plus doesn't mean you need to baby yourself because you don't think you're gonna recover or you don't want an injury. Look, I'm not saying you need to train like an idiot. What I'm saying is you probably are capable of more than you think. Let's talk about the controversial topic of metabolism. When I trained for shows in my 20s, the weight fell off of me pretty easily. Okay, today in my 40s, there is a big difference. Do you want to know what it is? Da, 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 da. Neat, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Think about it for a second. What activities outside of the gym are you doing? If you are in your 20s, are you working two jobs chasing children all day and barely have enough time to eat a snack? If you are in your 30s, are you working a desk job for eight hours and the only movement you have in your day is getting up to use the restroom or that walk to the car? And in your 40s, are you achy and not motivated to move around a lot? Are you picking up what I'm putting down, guys? (laughs) I think a lot of people say their metabolism is crap, but don't realize that they might just move a heck of a lot less than they used to. I know I do. I started paying attention to my step count to see how much movement I was really doing during the day. On days that I'm on the computer all day, if I didn't go to the gym, I'm maybe at like 3,000 steps. Yikes. I remember when I was in college, I probably moved 3,000 steps before 10 a.m. just going to classes. Track your steps for a few days and see how much you're moving, and then let's talk about your metabolism. If you are less than 5,000 steps a day, don't even try to tell me you have metabolic damage. Please. I just, I can't. And how about sleep? There is a recent sleep study where 15 subjects of average body fat, which is approximately 21%, were locked up in a chamber for two days. During one day, they were allowed to sleep normally, and sleep was measured by an EEG. On the other day, they were only allowed to sleep one hour at a time, yet for the same duration as they did on day one. They were woken up eight times in one night by an alarm. What the study found was the night of fragmented sleep resulted in direct impair of fat oxidation, thus decreasing their fat loss results. You want to know by how much? Literally two times as much of a reduction. Two times. So the point is, the idea of metabolism isn't as straightforward as just saying, oh, well, I'm old and my metabolism is slowed down. No, it hasn't. You might have either slowed down yourself, literally, with less NEAT, or perhaps you're slowing it down yourself with poor sleep habits. It's not black or white. Another big difference in 20 versus 30 versus 40 is your actual aesthetics. I think there are divisions where youth is on your side, and I think there's, a, there's divisions where age is on your side. In the divisions like bikini, where they are looking for a foundation of muscle, but not the density of the other divisions, you can start competing at 20 and do great. In fact, that youthful look will be an advantage. Same with men's physique, that fresh look will be an advantage. When you start getting into divisions like classic physique, bodybuilding and figure, muscle density and maturity are the advantage. People over 35 can be an advantage because of time, all that maturity that they built, all that size, that muscle. So you can be an advantage in your 30s. And people in their 20s, they have thicker and fuller skin. As we age, our skin gets thinner. And thinner skin can be advantage to the more muscular divisions just by making the muscle tissue more visible. One thing to note is regardless of age, you have to put in the time to build muscle. If you are 40 or 50 and you started training a few years ago, you might have a foundation of muscle, but not the density to be competitive yet. I often see competitors think they just need to get leaner to see their muscle. This is a major misconception because if the muscle isn't developed, I don't care how lean you get, you won't see it many competitors get the feedback from the judges that they need to build muscle. So they take a couple of months to build muscle and then pick a new show and start dialing in for it. Such a big mistake. Muscle takes time. If building muscle is the goal, the last thing you need to do is spend most of the year in a caloric deficit dialing in for a show. My best body composition changes happened with a year of work. No one wants to hear that though. It's that whole time and patience thing. If your show pictures look the same, okay, from show to show, then you need to take some time off and train. This goes for all ages, 20, 30, 40, 50 plus. You need to take the time to build the muscle. Now, from an emotional standpoint, I think another difference in the 20 versus 30 versus 40 plus is the level of fucks given. Yeah, I said it. I don't know about any of you listening, but I can honestly say that where I am emotionally today at 40 plus, the level of care that I have for what people think of me is zero. I've weathered a lot of storms, and not much really phases me today. Why? Because no matter how bad it got, I got through it and learned what I'm capable of. So today, if I get the comments that I look like a trainee with all my muscle, I just laugh. Plus, I think many trans people are gorgeous, not for just their outer beauty, but that inner strength it took for them to flip the bird to the society, right, and and be who they are before the world told them who to be. I think that's badass. One of the things that I loved the most when I worked with men and women posing clients was not the outward transformation, but the inward confidence that each and every one of them experienced, which is why I built the Posing Wind Shows curriculum so that I could work with hundreds and hopefully thousands of people instead of just being limited to one-on-ones and by the hours in the day, right? So those of you who are that are in your 30s, 40s, and even 50s and 60s that have weathered storms and want to do something for you, something that makes you feel special, something that lasts far beyond the show day, you are the reason I built posing with shows. Posing with shows isn't just about making you look like a star, it's about making you feel like one too. Think about it. When's the last time you ever really did something for yourself? Do you remember what it was like to pull all-nighters, fly by the seat of your pants, be daring, and dare I say fun? Life is a way of flying right by us. We take care of kids, eventually parents. We work 40-plus-hour weeks, 80-plus-hour weeks, doing a job that is just that, a job. Something we do, but not who we are. So many years go by, and we forget that part of us that was fun, youthful, effortless, daring. And next thing you know, you're looking in the mirror wondering who you even are anymore. Where did that part of you that made you you go? When you tap into that part of you again, you will feel invigorated and never let it go again. And the added bonus, you don't have all that care you might have had before about what others think of you. So you are fearless and do you, not what others think you should do. You do you. Guys and girls, I'm waiting for you at poseandwinshows.com. I'm serious. I'm getting fired up just thinking about (laughs) it. Two other topics I think are relevant when talking about the differences in competing in your 20s, 30s, and 40s are your reasons for competing and your belief. I think the reasons for competing are actually quite similar regardless of age. The difference is the level of appreciation we have for the competition journey. When I was competing in my 20s, I wanted to see what I was capable of. Simple. I believed I could, so I did. In my 30s and 40s, I had the same mindset of wanting to see what I was capable of And still believed I could. The difference is that seeing that I could still do it in my 40s created an added layer of appreciation. Knowing I still got it. Losing friends to cancer, heart attacks, addiction, and even losing family members from illness or old age, that built a new relationship with time within me and the reality that it goes by really fast. Mortality is real and can happen at any time. I wasn't thinking of those things at 20 doing something that makes me feel alive was just a part of my life in my 20s. In my 30s, the amount of responsibilities I had overshadowed my zest for life. And now in my 40s, I have a lot more life to reflect on. And it makes me appreciate what I'm capable of still doing that much more. It also makes me not wanna ever compromise who I am as a person. I will never not incorporate doing things for me that make me me ever again. It took a while to realize that doing things for me is not selfish. At 20, living life was not selfish. It was being a kid. How many times have you heard that? Oh, just being a kid. Responsibilities change us. Too many years, I poured out my efforts to the world and never took the time to fill up my cup. Too many years, I undervalued my time and capabilities, and this didn't allow me to reach my highest potential. Today, I know my worth and I am unapologetic about no longer undercharging for my skills and capabilities as an educator. There are plenty of discount stores out there, but there's only one Tiffany. There are generic posing coaches out there in every federation, but there's only one me for all federations. And what people get from working with me, they will never find anywhere else. And I'm okay with saying that. I no longer work with people that aren't a part of my Posing win Shows program. Want to know why? Because I actually want people to become not good, but great. Too many people rely on posing sessions for their posing practice and work with generic teachers that are only, gonna, they're only good at teaching the mechanics of posing. I teach people how to be great, and I educate on things no one else knows how to or has the experience to be able to. Competing in shows in your 30s, 40s, and 50 plus, you have no choice but to connect with your body and your mind. And you might even tap into a level of competitiveness you have never knew you had you realize what you're capable of. And if you have weathered a lot of life lessons, okay, you might even develop a level of appreciation for you and what you are capable of that you took for granted. You doing something for you breeds life within you. Competing at 20, you are fearless. Competing later in life allows you to find that fearlessness within you again. Guys, thanks for listening. I hope your big takeaway is that bodybuilding is about an evolution of more than just your physique changes. Also, that nothing is really black or white and there's always room for growth, both literally and figuratively at every age. Your attitude and outlook on yourself will change over time if you continue to push yourself past your comfort zone. And if you are ready to do something awesome for yourself, then go to posingwinshows.com. Also, join the discussion in the Podcast Insiders group if you haven't already. And I'll see you on the next episode. What are the things you need to know before competing in a bodybuilding competition? The Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast is dedicated to taking out the guesswork in the industry and exposing all these strategies. Learn five things I think you should know before your next show by downloading your free ebook called Five Tips Every Competitor Needs to Know Before Your Next Competition at www.eeinbb.com. It's all the no-nonsense information you need, whether you are male or female, bodybuilder, physique, figure, bikini, or wellness competitor. It's free, so just go download my five tips every competitor needs to know before your next show at eeandbb.com.